0: Welcome to Broad Ideas. You have a beautiful voice. I don't. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. You have a beautiful voice. But you know who has the most beautiful voice? Rob.
1: Oh, thanks, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So today we're lucky enough to have with us, in our broad box, Sierra Bravo. Beautiful young actress. Very achieved for her age. And Rob ran into her at his favorite coffee slash matcha spot Maru yep where he runs into most of our guests and gets them to come on it's
1: mostly where we book the show
0: yep and Sierra was gracious enough to say yes to come talk to us
1: you know her from Cherry
0: yes Cherry with Tom Holland which was a departure for her super cool can't wait to talk to her about that
1: and Wayne
0: and Wayne also
1: and Big Time Rush let's welcome Sierra sometimes Wayne-
2: can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside. To join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that'll make you cry. We'll talk about death, cause beep
1: die.
0: So you're only 25 and you've had so much success already. I mean it's so cool. (laughs) Um, Was Nickelodeon your
3: first job? My first job was a Newport Aquarium commercial and Newport is like back in Kentucky where I'm from. Okay. And I was the frog bog princess. Oh my god. <laughs> it was like I was in fifth grade. I was like this is the coolest thing I've ever done. Like I got to see the frog bog before it opened. Oh, and like god. that I was like backstage access. Like yes. I got to hold a bullfrog and <laughs> kiss it on the lips <laughs> which for me like all I was interested in during that time in my life was like riding horses and. Oh cool. Yeah going to rodeo camp and things of that nature. So to be able to get behind-the-scenes access to all of these animals I've never seen before was the dream come true. And then from there, I don't know. I kind of, like, I, don't, I didn't fall into it. I very much was, like, putting in the work and putting in the effort and coming out to Los Angeles with my mom for a few weeks out of the year and auditioning and coming out here for pilot season. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. effort put into it. And then I think f- four years later, I booked the TV show on Nickelodeon.
0: Wow. Yeah. So then did your whole family move out here? Just me and my mom. Okay. So
3: we were out here while I was working. And then anytime I had off, I was always back home. And uh, my big, again, my big priority at the time was summer camp and being back home and not missing that. So like every summer, my mom was very adamant that I make it home for that. I'm really grateful. Like she put in a lot of work and a lot of effort to make sure that I still had some idea of a childhood and was, you know, living life outside of the the industry because it can feel like... I don't know, a bit of an echo chamber at times where everyone's just... Did you want to act? I did. I did. It was always my choice. And she was very clear to me that the second I stopped enjoying it, I didn't have to do it anymore. Yeah. And we could go home and just forget about all of this. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Were you
2: leaving other family members behind?
3: Yeah. So I have an older sister, a younger brother, and my dad who were all back home. And so sometimes my grandparents would switch with my mom and they would take care of me while... She went back home to be with my brother and my sister. It was a very delicate balance. And I don't envy her or my dad, because I know that they both sacrificed a lot to, yeah. you know, let me come out here and pursue what I'm sure felt like such a far fetched dream at the time. I can't imagine I can't imagine that. And yeah. I yeah, I feel I don't know. I feel I know there's a lot of privilege in, in the way that I grew up and, and the fact that we were able to to live life the way that we did. And I'm very grateful.
0: Yeah. For sure. yeah, but I think the whole priority that your mom made with your summer camp and everything. I mean, I really admire that, you know, because mm-hmm. I grew up out here and I had family in the business, but my parents were always like, when you're 18, if you want to do it, you know, you could do school and do, you know, or yeah. whatever, just wanted to make that a priority. And it sounds like, you know, childhood was important to your family. And I think mm-hmm. that's amazing. And how old were you when you booked the the Nickelodeon show? I was 12.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I was very young. That's a weird age. Yeah, twelve is a very weird age. I feel like it's it's right when you're sort of starting to come into I don't know, I feel like that's when I started to develop some sort of sense of self awareness. Right. You're not a kid anymore. Right. You're like on the in your mind, you're not. Exactly. It's like, no, I I like, you know, you start to develop. Feelings for other people. Yes. And it's such a weird, yucky time. And you're like, my body is changing. What's yeah. happening to me? Right. And then I'm on this show where I'm playing a little bit younger. So I still feel like a kid. Right. But then also in my brain, I'm like, no, I have a full time job and <laughs> like you're living this adult life. So it's yeah. this very peculiar contrast. And it's like, how do you find, I don't know, a sort of sense of clarity in all of that? Right. So did you feel like you grew up faster because of that? In a way? In some ways. I also feel like I was maybe a little bit stunted in some Mm. ways, maybe socially, because I was on a show with a bunch of older people. There weren't a lot of kids my age. I was, like, by myself a lot of the times. I was in a new state where I didn't, like, I didn't have much of a foundation here. I had one friend that I went to school with back home that moved out at the same time. Oh, wow. Which was just very... For acting or just... uh, Her family was out here for for different reasons. It was just a very peculiar very lucky turn of events. Which yeah. She was my uh, my rock growing up, my like connection to, to home yeah. and childhoods. That's really nice. Yeah. But it's yeah. tricky. It's a weird thing. I don't know. What was it like growing up out here for you guys? Did you like it? You know, for me,
0: you know, having family in the show business world, like I grew up around all of it in the sense of like my Dad, like, created shows and things. So, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone was behind the scenes. No one was acting. But I I definitely grew up going to set and, like, all I cared about was craft service and going into the hair and makeup trailer and they would, like, my friends and I, in sixth grade, so the same age you were when you got your Nickelodeon show, every Friday night we would go to set and get our hair and makeup done in the trailer and hang out. And We thought it was the coolest thing and fun. But it also made it something like going into it and getting older and doing it It was something that I, you know, knew growing up. So it didn't feel as foreign, which I think was an advantage because I understood how everything worked and everyone was there working and a job and how to be professional and like all of those things. So I was grateful for that. But growing up here, there's definitely the other side of it, like kid actors or... And I definitely wasn't that, Mm. um, that you grow up with. And a lot of the schools in LA and stuff, it's just... It's a little odd, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was never on my radar to be, but I don't know. I don't know if it just speaks to being around it, and it was like, and I don't know.
3: Yeah, probably. I, I imagine growing up around it, some of the magic is not diluted. lost, but yeah, diluted. That's the perfect way to put it. Where it's just, you know, this is everyday life for you. You've been on sets. That sort of mystique, the magical, you know, mystical elements dissolve, and you see the the reality of it all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, no, that's just a job. What did your siblings think of? You being um, on a show? You know, I never, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the honest answer to that is. Um, they always treated me the same way. Like there was never, there wasn't really any shift in our family dynamic, which mm. I was always very grateful for. And I feel like that is a rare circumstance, um, at least that I was aware of directly. I don't know if it was like hidden from me or right. <laughs> if my parents were just very good at handling these things. But I think they were always. I don't know. They never really were like, oh, that's so cool. Or like, that's the lamest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. Um, <laughs> it's just It just kind of was. My sister's in the industry too, though. She's always had a great love for it. The other side of it. Similarly yeah. to yeah. your family. She's never wanted to be an actor. Thank God. Um But Why do you say thank God? Because I feel like that I've seen circumstances where siblings are both actors and then there's this weird competition or this like underlying resentment if one's working and the other isn't. Sure. Also, she just has such a great understanding of how the business works. So she's a really good resource for me. Like when I had a movie coming out in 2020 and I needed to find a publicist, she's in the PR world and she was like, okay, this is what this person, she's a studio publicist. Or she was. And she's like, this is what this person is actually like to work with. This is what I've heard about this person. Like, I spoke to some colleagues about this company. And so I got kind of this insider info mm-hmm, that helped amazing. me make a more well-rounded decision. Mm-hmm. Is she older or younger? Older. She's four years older. And then my brother is like 18 months younger. Oh, wow. So I am a- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very close. Very close.
0: Okay. And then the movie, was that the movie that you did... It was cherry. Okay, it was it cherry. Was cherry. Yeah. So yeah, it was
3: with the Russo brothers and and Tom Holland and and that whole crew.
0: So what was that like? That was like a big jump, right, from being known for your Nickelodeon shows and then yeah. you land something like that. Yeah. It was what was wild. that process like?
3: Um, it definitely felt like a next step on a the ladder in a lot of ways, where it was just like a different caliber of work. Like I've been consistently working since I started. I feel very lucky about that. Um, so there was a lot in between Nickelodeon and Cherry. Some of, like, my favorite projects I've ever done. Tell us. I want yeah, to know. Like, oh, yeah, like, like, like my f- my favorite thing. Obviously, like I have a lot of love for everything that I've been on. Like, being an actor, you leave a little piece of yourself with every project and, you know, every cast and every group of people, just because you have to. That's just the nature of the job. Mm-hmm. But Wayne has a very special place in my heart. It's a show that's created by Sean Simmons. It's me and um, Mark McKenna are in it. It's like two kids from Brockton, Massachusetts that go on this road trip from Brockton to Ocala, Florida to like get back his dad's 1978 Trans Am. (laughs) And it's just, it's their journey along the way. And it's just really, really heartfelt and really honest. But it has this like quality where sometimes it gets a little bit lifted off the ground and Mm -hmm. feels a little bit like a like a comic book in some ways. Mm -hmm. And it's just really special. Yeah. (laughs) But so that's one that, like if I had to relive one summer of my life, I would go back and and film that show again. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. But then Cherry came along and I got the call and my agent told me that I had booked it. And I was like, I really truly think you have the wrong number. And he was like, I don't. And I was like, okay, double check. I was like, this is Sierra. You know who you're calling. He's like, yes, (laughs) I know who I'm speaking to. (laughs) You have booked this job. On the same call, I also heard that um, this director, who I adore, Hannah Fidel, also was like, hey, we've got a small part for you in A Teacher, which is a Hulu show. Mm-hmm. Very good. She's beyond talented. She was like, we'd love to have you in it. It was like the dream call. Surreal. Yeah, it was this surreal moment. And then I, I got off the phone and I immediately called my therapist at the time. and was like, hey, <laughs> are you free? <laughs> turns out I'm super afraid of dying now because I'm so excited. Like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like going out, like walking down the street and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get hit by a car. Like something tragic is about to happen because this feels like it felt like the call that every actor waits yes. for. And then it turns out it was just like, you know, I'm, it's still real life. And that's not, you know. I don't know. Things happen, and it was it was a very cool moment. So in a lot of ways, yeah, it felt like the next step on the ladder. But now that I'm on the other side of it, and I'm still here, I'm like, oh yeah this this industry very much so is a uh, it feels mm-hmm. like a circle, like a cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're working, and it's really, really, really good. And then you have some time off, and then you have a little bit more time off, and then you're <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm never going to work again right. ever in my <laughs> yeah. life. And then you get a job, and it's great again. And then you know.
2: Yeah. So that's a good way to put it for sure. Yeah. And is that why you had a
0: therapist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Because I've been doing this since I was 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because I'm so anxious every day of my life. Yeah. Well,
0: um, you you said your reaction, like right when you got that call, you're like, oh, well, something bad's going to
3: happen. Yeah. You know? I think that's just my natural way of thinking. It's like, oh, when life gets too good, you know, the other like, shoes are going to drop. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's like any relationship or whatever. You're like, wait, this is too good. To be true, and a lot of the times it is, but
3: (laughs) you just got to find the reality in the situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. but that you know, you're so young to, you know, have those thoughts. And I love how you're open. Like I called my therapist because I think (laughs) It's it's huge. It's huge, and it's honestly one of the greatest tools you can have is to to have someone and really
3: absolutely yes, you know, absolutely yes. For me, I have a very anxious brain, so sometimes I just need that third party to help me clear out like the reality from you know, my anxious thoughts and what I've kind of created in my brain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Our brain creates <gasps> many what things. It,
2: what I want to know is who doesn't have an anxious brain?
3: Yeah. The more I speak to people, the more I'm like, oh, this is all of us. Right. We're right. just not Being talking human. about it before. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I believe
2: that's it. Because I'm like, why didn't anyone warn us, like, that you're going to have this brain that lies to you all day long. Right. And mm-hmm. it's your job to kind of decode it and find the truth. Right. And Yeah, because it's all fear. It's all fear it and is it's all, all ego <laughs> and it's all fake and it's all, you know, um, illusion. And then we get to kind of come in there and dissect it. And oftentimes we need help doing that. But I feel like nowadays, people like yourself, it's so important to be like, I, yeah, I need help or yeah, my brain is anxious. Like, yeah. how did you get comfortable with that? Um, I think just growing up out here.
3: I feel oh. like the cultural, like, <laughs> everyone's far more open about it. Like having a therapist is like having a dentist or like a general, yeah, like a GP. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to get my physical. It's like, oh, no, yeah, I'm going to for my, you know, weekly, biweekly sometimes appointment. I just, I don't know. I feel like people are far more honest and casual about it out here, which I really appreciate. Yeah. I don't know. Growing up back home, I don't know if, if that would have been the same. Right. I think mm-hmm. people were, there was a little bit more of a, a stigma around mental health or mental health struggles. Yeah. And it's always this idea of like, oh, you have to get back to normal, whatever, you know, their idea of normal is at the time. Um, But I don't think that's, I don't think that's what it's about. I don't think it's necessarily about like getting quote unquote better or like reaching normal, but instead just learning how to cope with what's happening right now and feeling what you're feeling, but not letting it like figure out ways to like not let it consume you fully, which is, I think, a hundred times harder. It's so difficult.
2: <laughs> you're, oh, s- yeah. I mean, you're astonishing for your age. Yeah, to have I was just thinking the same thing, your whole awareness and yeah. wisdom. Yeah. I've had a lot of time to think. <laughs> <laughs> I've a lot of time to, all that time in the trailer
3: sitting waiting to be cold. <laughs> yeah, but
2: that's the thing. So people, you know, there is also not only a stigma with mental health, but there's a stigma with child actors and what that means and what goes into it. And what are your thoughts on
3: that? Um, I've always been so embarrassed to call myself an actor because of that stigma. I feel like people just have this idea of who actors are, or, you know, how they behave or especially yeah. child actors, like what their fate is going to be. I feel like a lot of us predetermine like, oh, you're gonna be crazy one day or <laughs> you're gonna have your, I don't know. Have you read Jeanette McCurdy's new book? No, I'm so I'm so curious about it. Did you read it? I listened to it because I think that's oh, a story okay. that is definitely benefits from hearing it in the author's right. voice, and she is just beyond incredible. But I thought that her perspective on on the child actor thing was so interesting. And there's, I don't know, I, she's what did she say? Brilliantly talented. It's
1: called "I'm Glad My Mom Is Dead." I know. Yeah.
3: So it's it obviously it's so much more. It's so much more than just her experience with acting like a very small portion of the book, um, she speaks about, and this is obviously paraphrasing, I'm going to butcher it. So like absolutely go out and like read it or Mm -hmm, listen to it mm -hmm. yourselves. But um, she speaks about how like that portion of her life being like a young teenager, like on, on view for the world to see. And not only that, but like that version of herself is immortalized. It's like it will always be there and everyone gets to see like every small misstep that you make. Like you're being scrutinized from such a young age. And um, how unfair that is. Mm-hmm. And like having people come up to you now at, for me, 25 years old for her, I think she's 30, I think. And, you know, knowing the 13-year-old version of yourself and still viewing you as that 13-year-old and being like, oh, not you. That's, oh, you're that person from that thing. And it's like yeah, yes, but also, right, right. <laughs> um, and I think growing up with that, you know, I was always embarrassed to call myself an actor because people have a very specific idea of like what That's an true. actor is. And especially out here in Los Angeles, I feel like people kind of turn their nose up at actors a mm-hmm. lot of times. Um, like, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's only cool if you're a writer or a director. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, go to these parties and I'm just Obviously, such an actor. He would walk in (laughs) and they'd be like, oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. I always had this fear. Like, I was always afraid that, you know, people were viewing me as this 13 year old version of myself. And that's why I like always felt really nervous going out and like meeting new people as well. Cause I'm like, you have this idea of who I am. And I don't know if that's the truth. And like, oh, God, like, what if you disappoint people? Or like, what if, Mm. you know, whatever. There's so much that that's at play. And I think that it's feelings that most, 12-year-olds go through, right? right? This idea of like, who am I? Yeah, Who am I? And I want to be you. And I want to be that. And I want to be this. And oh, God, I'm I'm this. And you're trying to figure all of that out. And then you've got all of these people treating you in a really peculiar way. And I think I kind of started to resent that when I was a teenager. And I wanted to move away from that. And um, I don't know, establish myself as like a more serious actor, which is so ridiculous. Um, as I've gotten older, my views on all of this have changed. Because like in looking back, thinking about my life as a a young working actress and the amount of skill that that takes and the amount of work that you have to put into that and like balancing school and balancing a full-time job and also figuring out who you are as a person (laughs) and like trying to stay sane during all of that. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like what a feat. What, what like a absolutely something to be celebrated. So I'm very proud of of what I've been able to accomplish. Also, I have a lot of respect for anyone else going through the same thing. And then trying to transition into more adult work is so impossible because you've got these adult people, these casting directors who are like, "Prove to me what you're capable of." Oh, like, god, what else right. can you just, You're going into these rooms and you're like, "I can do this and I can do this." I swear, just give me a chance. And they're judging you on your resume, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, I I promise, I promise, I'm capable of more. But I I think that people don't have enough respect for, I don't know, like that style of acting or like soap acting or like any acting. Any Any, acting. They want to
2: pin you to whatever it is they know you from. Right. Exactly. Because it's easier easier. if you stay in that box for them and it makes sense in their brain. And once you try and get out of it, they're like, wait, I don't understand. Right.
3: Right. And I get it. I get it. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I completely understand that. Thought process, like I find myself guilty of that all the time. You see someone's like cast in something, and you're like, "Oh, is that the right choice?" Right, right, right. Sure? right. 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 yeah. And then you see it, and you're like, "Oh God, no!" Like I have just I done did it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're but all guilty of it. You did
2: do it. You did break out of it with Cherry. So you actually got an opportunity again that a lot of people are would kill for. Yeah, you know, and you got to play a real part and dig your teeth into something. Was that something that you had really wanted to do? Not just from the standpoint of like, how can I shift my image and become more adult, Mm -hmm. but in actually what you wanted to express in the world?
3: Yeah, I think that like that role is a dream for an actor because you're playing so many different versions of the same character, Mm -hmm. which is a very rare opportunity. Like unless you're on a TV show that goes for 20 seasons and you get to like, see, I don't know, this character grow and change and shift over the years. It's just not, and that doesn't exist these days. Like, that's just not something that happens. Right. So it definitely felt like I, I struck gold in a lot of ways. And this was also a part that a lot of people were going for. So that felt very cool at the same time. And then I was like, wait, why me? And then <laughs> I was like really overwhelmed. But it was a blast and it, it was a dream. And I'm very glad that I got to, got to do it. How'd you study for it? Uh, I That script looked like it had been to war by the end of it. Like I, I read it probably a million times and was like scratching on the pages. And I read the book, which was definitely not similar to the script. Mm. Um, I always described it as the book was one step away from real life and the movie was a step away from the book. So I used it as a resource. But then I was like, OK, I can't. Like, this is going to get too muddled if I keep focusing on that version of the character, so I need to, like, just stick with the scripts. And then most of it felt kind of within reach because a lot of it was just about being a young person in the world and falling in love for the first time and being in what was, frankly, like, a toxic <laughs> relationship, which I think most of us have been in to some extent. Yeah. But it was the addiction aspect that I... I was very lucky that, like, I would never dealt with that in my life. And so I went to... A facility in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And they let me speak to some people in their program who wanted to share their stories and Mm -hmm. were, were willing to talk. And they just sat down and they schooled me. This is what it's like. Here's the, you know, the nasty, ugly truth to the situation. And then they were very, very kind in telling me about like the tiny, tiny, small, intimate details like I don't know, the thoughts that you have about yourself and, and how that shifts and changes through your addiction mm-hmm. and recovery and your thoughts and feelings on your partner in the different stages of your addiction and the things that you do to your body. And I don't know, even like the, the clothing that you would wear mm-hmm. or the weight changes or the way your hair changes or I don't know, it's just these small things that I don't think a lot of people know about unless you've gone through it yourself. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. That's wow, for sure. Yeah. That's, I don't know, to be that that vulnerable, I don't know. I came out of there and I was like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I an actor? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to get into You're something like, I helpful. need to go to rehab yeah. <laughs> just for life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a lot, you know, and that's a lot of roles that you maybe haven't experienced personally mm-hmm. to have the means to really study it and get to know it. I think is unique, you know, because I think a lot of people wonder what, Different things are like that people experience in life, and we have a unique job of getting yeah. to take that on. Yes, I think that's the coolest part of this job. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I know, you know, sometimes there's roles that you just don't agree with, but mm-hmm. you have to go there. And I know it can affect people personally, and it's 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 challenging. But like to keep your head on and stay true to yourself, like aside, like when you're away from the job, yeah, is also. Work, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is you know, and it's just like all these different things, and for you to go from you know all the projects you were doing to go to someone with an addiction, mm. I don't know. It's the coolest part, and I think it's the hardest part. It is about what we do.
1: How'd you prepare for summer?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, but wh- went to the why is salon. that hard? I mean, because you're hearing other people's stories, or
0: well, yeah, like like you know, for you hearing the stories of these people, it's like. I don't know how you don't get affected personally,
3: you know? Yeah, I think if you're, like, a living person with a beating heart, you hear these stories and you're, like, unless you're, like, shit. a sociopath and, yeah. like, have no empathy. Yeah, <laughs> right. unless you're legitimately But I think unwell. that's the point,
2: right? Don't you want to be affected personally so that you can then...
3: Yeah, exactly. Breathe exactly. it into I'm like, your no, character? I don't want to be affected. I just want to... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, like, to some extent, even though it's... Not to trivialize it, but like, even though you're on set, you're playing pretend, like you're not actually going through these things. Like you're convincing yourself that the things that you're saying are real right. and that you mean them. And so you, it's almost like your body feels like it's real, but your mind knows that it isn't, but you're still kind of having this physical reaction to what's going on in the moment. So I feel like there's this kind of disconnect. Does right. that make sense? Of Where course. you like, yeah. you know, like in your logical brain, you know that it's not reality right but, but your also, body yeah your bo- you're still like sweating screaming crying shaking on the floor like you your body doesn't know yeah your body doesn't Well that's doesn't why your body that's why you hear so many co-stars
0: that hook up or like you're playing a yes. married couple or yeah. you're playing because when you're in that moment it feels real because you're you're playing like you're in love with this person and the other person's playing like they're in love with you and that's right. why I think it's so common
3: for, for people, people to, to come together dating. to start yeah. dating yeah.
0: you know in those circumstances absolutely not yes. to say that i have any experience with that <laughs> 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 but it's true it's like your body it's like this disconnect it's a sense
2: memory too it's like there you know there's a great science behind it i went to a Rachel loves when I talk about Tony Robbins, but I went to a Tony (laughs) Robbins workshop and one of the things that I found so cool was the science of physiology. The body doesn't know, right? And if we all right now just started going, yes, 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 yes. After a while of doing it, our body's going to believe that we're excited,
0: right? My mom does that with my daughter every morning. She does this chant she goes, yes, yeah. Well, not every, they're not together every morning, but they do, yes. Yes, and they raise their arms
2: and they chant, yes. Because the body will start to just believe whatever you're telling it. And okay. it'll adapt to that and be like, "Oh, we're happy, we're excited." Or if you start to, if we all right now slunch in our seat and fold our shoulders mm. and go, if we inwards, all do, Rob. <laughs> I love to, I love to make everyone do everything. You can feel the difference in your body, and you'll start to feel heavier and maybe more, more solemn or depressed. But then you just simply pull your okay. shoulders back, yeah. head up. You feel confident. Like you can literally manipulate the body to believe what you tell it to do.
3: Isn't the body just the A wonderland? Thing? It really is. <laughs> it's like I've been living in this thing for 25 years and I discover something new about it every day, it feels like. When's your birthday? March 18th. March 18th. Pisces. Yeah. Pisces. Oh, I love Pisces. Pisces, cancer, cancer. Oh, cancer, oh. cancer. Uh-huh. Sensitive. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told my friend that once, and she's like, "Oh my God, God bless you." She's yeah. like, "Do you need a life jacket?" like, "Oh, is that why I am the way I am?" Got you're it. like, "Actually,
0: yes. A life jacket sounds quite nice." <laughs> yeah. Do <you> have one? <laughs> That's where my brain goes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know enough about straw Like, I want to know more, and I know that there are things about me that are accurate. But why did you ask her? Because you felt connected to her. Yeah. Yeah. I know you. Well, because, I mean, we're almost the same height. She's taller than most people are, but we have the
2: same shoe size. (laughs) I think you guys look alike. You look like you could be her sister. I'd take that any day. I mean,
0: are you kidding? I feel very, if you, I would love to look like her. (laughs) No, you do. Yeah, but it was funny. Just from across the room, I'm like, what size foot?
3: (laughs) What size shoe do you wear? You immediately look down and you're like,
0: it's a rarity it is yes it i know it really is i know it really is but you are so wise beyond your years like just sitting here and talking to you and i know well it's like you know you say you grow up a little faster working and surrounding yourself with adults when sure. you're 12 and experiencing the business mm-hmm. i do think it speeds things up. It's kind of like kids that grow up in New York, I feel like. Yes. Grow up faster. Just because,
3: just your circumstances. Like yeah. You just have to. They're like,
0: well, we're going to get ourselves to <laughs> our class at 12 on the subway and like just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. For me, it's always been like, if you travel alone, I find that's the quickest way to grow up. This sounds so, sounds very like generalized and weird, but traveling alone and just figuring it all out and doing it, I remember for me at a young age, made me feel more responsible and like more ready for life (laughs) where'd you go I don't remember (laughs) I'm not saying I have memories of where I traveled but it's just one of those things I don't know you don't feel have you ever
2: traveled alone I went to London for three months by myself well here's the thing you know what I discovered about traveling what this is fascinating. You know how when you're on vacation or on a trip, you feel so good and you feel present and all of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, with the science, there's a science to why. And it's not because you're out of your element and you don't have your typical responsibilities. It's not that. It's that you're forced to be present because your body can't go on autopilot. So because it's an unfamiliar. It's unfamiliar. Huh, so yeah. it's awake and present right? You're not like, oh, I go right to go to the coffee shop and I do this. Like when you're in your element, your body knows and kind of takes over and does it. So you could be thinking a million thoughts and your body doesn't really need you that much to guide it. Mm -hmm. You travel, you have to be right there because you're like, do I cross the street here? Do I have to turn? Where's the directions? Like you're right there. And that's part of the fulfillment isn't the, um, atmosphere as much as it is that you're actually present. My mouth is like on the
0: floor because I've never, ever thought of it that way
3: in my life. But you're so right. That's one of those situations where it feels like the second you explained that to me, I was like, oh, yeah, right. obviously. Right. right.
0: But you never think, of, but I you ne- never thought would about, never about it. have thought
3: to. No. Yeah. I haven't It's like a, that answer feels so obvious she does that a
0: lot which is where she'll say things I'll be like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you know chocolate is good in cookies (laughs) (laughs) it's true though but yeah like you know and I find we both have children and I think that's another thing that really keeps you present Mm -hmm. and it's a reminder because kids are nothing but present they don't have other things going on for the most part I mean Allie it's been a little less present as of late her (laughs) six-year-old which is interesting but It's a constant reminder and I think it's the most important thing because talk about how even what you were saying in the beginning, how your head, you know, your your brain automatically goes to either negative or fear or whatever. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that is just being in the moment and then you don't have the space to go there if you're just here now. (laughs) Yeah. Here. here, Here. Be here now. Like here. Rob, where are you
2: right now? You're definitely not, not here. here. <laughs> he's thinking about his tacos he's getting for lunch.
1: I'm thinking about our options for the game at the end
2: of the day. Oh, I know. I was thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Um <sighs> what are the kind of things that you had to mull around that you got to discover were false lies and all that? Like that anxious thinking.
3: Um, well, for me, okay, so. My trauma trauma is that I went to Catholic school for 12 years. Uh So, (laughs) yeah, tricky business, (laughs) y'all. Tricky, tricky, tricky business. And while I do find like I'm a very spiritual person, uh, just by nature, like I absolutely believe in something else. Mm -hmm. I don't really like know what the word for that is. I I don't really like subscribe to a religion per se, but I do still have that... Catholicism in my brain, that like little voice where like when I get really anxious, it's like demons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like there's a a yeah, it's like I'm sitting there and or I'll like be in my room. And it'll be, you know, nighttime and I'm like negative, like negative energies or like something latching on to me or like that. That's my big fear. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like it, you sister.
3: weren't a perfect person today. And so you get to suffer and oh. you're yeah. bad, Ugh, which is just so whack. And like, I again, it's like, OK, I know that isn't true. Right. right. There's these like these two sort of, I don't know, opposing sides of my brain where like one side's like that doesn't know that's not true you're safe, you're fine. And then there's the other part of my brain that's like, but what if it isn't? Mm -hmm. Or what if it is true? And what if this happens? And so that's when sometimes I like need someone to come in and be like, okay, hi, whether it's a therapist or whether it's like my sister or my brother to like my boyfriend to come into the room and be like, okay, hi, like you're here. You're here right now. You're safe. Like you're in your room You're not going to get hit by a car because a good thing happened to you. Like, you're allowed to feel happy in this moment. Yes. And you're allowed to feel safe. And like, whatever, like you make one mistake or you do something that like maybe isn't something that feels right or true to you as a person. That doesn't mean that you are that mistake. That's right. Which is so much easier said than done. But also it's like in my brain, it's like, oh, God, like I made this one mess up. I didn't do... The like perfect right thing that I wanted to do or that I I knew I should have done or I don't know this is all very general because no, it's I can't think of perfect. Like, sense. It's making perfect specific.
0: sense, and in my head I'm already going like to the negative. In my brain I'm like, oh my god, something bad's gonna happen if something good happened. Like my I automatically went into my anxiety. Like as you're talking about right. it, of like, like reliving that in my head, I'm like, oh yeah,
2: no, Oof, sorry, can't yeah, can't say good, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> no, but it's, but it's true. true. It's
2: comforting though to hear, yes. It out loud. Right, right. That's also my fear, though. So my son's in Catholic school right now. He's in first grade, and it was the school that felt right out of all the schools Mm I toured. Very spiritual family. We're very spiritual, not religious. Right. He's in a Catholic school, and I had listened to some things, not at that school, Mm -hmm. but just some religious things. And instantly I felt fear. I'm like, wait, I don't want him to think like demons or coming or it's it's you know good and evil and like it started to make me be like I don't know if I want to implant that in his
3: head.
0: Right. So it's like But do they are they teaching those things? They teach religion. They do? Yeah At first grade?
3: Yeah I they was with religion it in like since like pre school like when I was went to like a three year old program. <gasps> like like really yeah like my Montessori school it was all even Montessori? Based. Yeah. Wow. But But I'm not saying it's like that's. It's not like the scary part. No, of, no, yeah. of religion. They're not like teaching the Old Testament and and story right. school. Right. But um. But they were. Definitely but yeah, but it's a religious, it in, yeah. yeah, it's of course, it's a, it's a they religious teach school. Religion. They teach religion.
0: Also, I, didn't, I went to Catholic high school, mm-hmm. but I wasn't in Catholic school until then. And there was a religion course. Yeah, you have to like uh, take Bible study or whatever. E- whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you one thing I learned in there. Yeah. But also I was old enough to kind of already have, you know, Make been raised choices. for a long yeah. time and have my own opinions. Right. And my family is not religious, even though my mom was raised Catholic. My dad's Jewish, but we were not a religious family. My mom's very spiritual. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, in high school, it's a lot different than— a first grader or, you know, you're three years old and things are putting in your head, it's harder to not go with it.
2: Well, yeah. Elliot's already come home and told me a couple things where I'm like, like what? Nothing negative. It yeah. was all beautiful, like little, um, I don't even know what he said. He said something like, oh, that's very similar to that, 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 that. It was like some story he heard. Like a a story from the Bible, a story from the Bible. It was actually a good analogy. He right because there's good lessons in it, right? I was like, that's a great takeaway, bud. Like, I really hear you on that, and I get it. And I want to know, did you get anything positive from that experience?
3: Absolutely, yes. Like, this is not to hate on the Catholic school experience, and I think that there was a lot of good that came from it as well. And this, obviously, I'm not like anti-religion either. I think that exactly, like, that's not at all how I feel. Um I'm like, oh, positive, positive. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I do think, I think that it, uh, like morally, it helped me a lot as a person. And I I have very strong beliefs of like what's right and what's wrong and how I want to be as a person. And I, I don't think that like, you know, even when I was in school, even though I I started, you know, learning about this from third, you know, three years old, I mean, Um, as I was going through it, you know, went through confirmation, you're supposed to say like, I believe, like I denounce all other than Christ. And like, this is how I feel. Right. Because that's what confirmation is. In eighth grade, you're saying this is my religion. I'm confirming that this is what I believe. But I was standing there in the church and I didn't say the words along with everyone, but I like still got the oil on my forehead and like went through the whole practice because I just from day one was just going along with it. And I always was like, I don't know if this is what I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is what I agree with. Like, I'm in eighth grade. I'm a, I'm (laughs) sitting there like, I'm a literal child. Like, I don't even know how I want to dress or like what I want for breakfast or like what I want to do with my life, let alone what I want to subscribe to for Mm -hmm. the rest of my days. Yeah. so, I don't know. I definitely think it's a person-to-person experience. I feel like a home life has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. My my dad is very religious. My mom is not at all. So, I, at home, I always felt like it was safe to explore I love and that. to ask questions. And, and was your like, dad open to that? Yeah. Even yeah. though he was religious? Yeah. Absolutely. What I what I respect a lot about my father is that he's a very religious person and he's going to believe what he feels right is to believe, but he's never going to force another person To share those thoughts or beliefs, like Mm. including his children. Mm -hmm. That's
2: beautiful. Yes.
3: Yeah. That's beautiful. And that's how it should be.
2: Exactly. It's like, yes, this works for me. This fits for me. Right. And it doesn't have to for you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's so what about your siblings? Did they follow along
3: or? We all share the same sort of thoughts and,
2: and feelings. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It is is. is tricky, but so is the rest of life.
3: So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, the rest of life in
2: any school, too. I'm like, as long as we're doing, because I think there are a lot of beautiful things that come with that. Mm -hmm. And really having a foundation, like they teach them morals every day and Mm -hmm. they teach them about, you know, what it means to be a good human. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah, I don't think
3: that that's a bad
2: lesson to learn.
1: My nieces and nephews are all in, like, Catholic preschool.
2: Mm. What's that like, like? They are.
1: They, like, pray.
3: They pray yeah. in preschool? And they're, like, three. They pray really? at Elliot's school? Every morning. Yeah. 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 We used they to do? say, like, the yeah. Pledge of yeah. Allegiance like, and the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer. Or, like, mm-hmm.
0: Our Father who art in heaven. Uh, yeah,
2: we did that in high school. I actually really like that prayer. I really do. I find, I find comfort in all religions. Yeah. So I don't care where I am, if they're, whatever their practice or ritual is, mm-hmm. I find beauty and You
0: like the ritual. I love ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's beautiful beliefs in every religion and it's whatever works for you. You know, I'm fully supportive of whatever anyone wants to believe in or what they practice. Mm-hmm. And It's really to each their own and we you know, it's such an individual choice, I think. So, and so obviously a lot of people are born into certain religions yeah. and it works for them mm-hmm. sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. Like, your family's very Catholic, right, Rob?
1: My family is, but not not my wife and children (laughs) right yeah right where are you from chicago oh yeah and my dad was the same as yours he was almost a priest
3: wow and then decided
1: to have a family okay what was very religious when i was confirmed was the last time i went to church
2: really wow
1: that's when you're an adult in the church and it's your decision
2: yeah and you're like okay why did you not go back
1: i wasn't interested in it in religion and I mean, I like you said, I liked the moral kind of structure of it mm-hmm. that I gained, and I think there was value to that. But beyond that, it was enough.
2: You guys aren't making a strong case for not doing it because you're both really grounded and good people. You're not making it look well, bad.
1: I don't think it's... <laughs> uh, Natalie and I kind of debate about it because she's very anti-religion. Right.
0: Like any of um, any kind. Yeah.
1: yeah, And I, I think there is, is she value. Spiritual? Mm, no. She's just... She's like dust in the universe spiritual. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but she is like, does not like religion at all. Okay. Um, but I, I find value in it. Sure. But I also, I'm not taking my kid to church on Sundays.
3: Yeah. I also think that there's other ways to learn those those morals. Like it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be through... A specific religion.
1: Yeah, that's ultimately where we went yeah, into like,
0: so valid. Well, every cartoon and every children's story all has <laughs> yeah. like a good moral, exactly. you know, lesson. Or most, a lot of them. Not do, the anyway. shows my kids are watching. Well, when I when her three year old's watching Die Hard, I uh, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little different. But there are so many now that you have access to, which I think is wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, in all aspects of life, there's so many things to turn to, especially for children in that space, which I find really helpful. Don't you, Do you still pray? No,
2: mm.
3: I, I find it's so funny when I'm having a nightmare. I pray in my nightmare, which I think is interesting. Wow. Like, so spooky. <laughs> but like, if I'm having a nightmare, yeah. I say the Lord's prayer in my nightmare. <gasps> that is like spooky. every time frequently. Wow. Like when I feel like something because, again, like a lot of my nightmares revolve around like a dark presence in my home or like something in my life or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. which is, <laughs> I've been I don't there. know. Again, it's that, it's the duality of like, oh my God, that's so scary. What if there's reality to that situation? Then also me being like waking up in the morning and, you know, the sun shining in my eyes and me being like, oh, okay, actually I'm, I feel fine. Um, But yeah, anytime something spooky is happening in my dreams, I, I still say the Lord's prayer in my dreams. But also I think that the reason why we're not or I'm not going to say we, why why I feel like I'm not making a strong case against religion is also, like, I grew up with a lot of privilege in the religion. Like, I'm a young, straight, white woman. Like, the the church wasn't anti-me. Right. Right. Like, I wasn't the person that they were teaching against. I didn't, you know, but— So when I was growing up and I wasn't really exposed to a lot of the world, like, of course, I didn't feel directly attacked by it because, mm-hmm. you know, the teachings weren't directly attacking me. But then as I got older and I was listening to more of the teachings and I was like, I don't agree with this. Right. I don't agree with this. And that's like when I started to develop my own thoughts and my own ideas, and I started hearing these things and I was like, I don't know if I'm down with this per se, that's when I took a step away from it. And I know like a lot of people aren't lucky enough to have the same experience that I had with it growing Mm -hmm. up, you know, Mm -hmm. like.
2: It's a really good point. It's a really good point. It's a really
3: good point. And that's
2: very true because it is a privilege to not have that. I forget because it's unfathomable (laughs) that That anyone anyone would would be against human rights. Right, exactly. Like, well, and I forgot It's hard to
3: believe. I forgot because that wasn't like my school from my memory was always very accepting. Like the mm, people yeah. and I obviously like I can't speak because I wasn't thinking about those sorts of things when I was growing up. So yeah. I I wasn't in the position where I was noticing those things. So but like based on my experience like growing up I never directly remember anyone in my life, like in my close circle, ever being Mm -hmm, anti-anyone. There was always this sort of acceptance around letting people be who they want to be and feeling safe to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then when you like start to zoom out, zoom out and actually like listen and pay attention and start focusing and like waking up to these things, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <that's> literally. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Please. Dad, um, I
2: can't have go in.
3: Right. But again, yeah. I feel like being in Los Angeles and like, I feel lucky that I moved out here when I did. Yeah. Like, when I was younger, growing up back home, growing up in like, it was like, kind of suburban, but also very much so countryside. And I spent a lot of time playing outside and like, running from neighbor's house to neighbor's house and only coming home when... Like, sometimes after Dark, you know, we would all play big games of, like, neighborhood-wide games of tag. And, like, I don't Mm. know if that's something you can do out here. I don't have that ex- exactly <laughs> that it's not so. it's not safe
1: <laughs> ghosts in the graveyard
3: yeah yes yes Oh, like the best games and we're like out in the woods until midnight like oh my climbing God. trees and building forts that and sounds so <laughs> idyllic i'm like i need to move where you grew up <laughs> it was the best way to grow up and then yeah. i came out here and my worldview expanded and i was introduced to new and different cultures and different ways of life and different people at a time when i was starting to like develop and and grow and decide what I liked and what I didn't like and I just I just feel very lucky that like I came out here when I did to be able to have the space and the freedom to learn and experience your whole perspective and awareness you're just like blowing my mind with how
0: brilliant I mean because you're a 25 is (laughs) yeah
3: I mean you know that's the uh, this my other belief is that like a lot of 25 year olds have the same thoughts and feelings and ideas and opinions and are so incredible and brilliant young people are in general i love kids i love young people i think that they're the coolest like beyond 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 cool and but they just don't have the space to speak and because we don't give them that space because you're like oh you're a kid like you're still figuring it out you don't know you don't know anything yet yeah which I'm not down with, and they're they're more
2: they're they're closer to the source of it all. They're more tapped in than we are, oftentimes. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely, yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you're you know you've grown up in the era of like
3: Instagram and
0: social media. Yeah,
3: where people do have more of a a space and a voice.
0: Yeah, they do. But also, no, no, no. But also, I wonder. Like, was was that like? Did you find it? Yeah. Uh, what was that like? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> what was
3: that like exactly? Just to be. I mean, it came into my life when I was, what, like, 14 years old? Yeah, so that's what I want to know, you know? I mean, at first, it was really exciting and cool, like, when MySpace first (laughs) came on the scene when I was, like, a baby, baby, when I was younger, and I was like, oh, these rocks, and, like, getting to, like, design your own page, like, fully coding at nine years old so that I could, you Mm -hmm. know, get the sparkle background or whatever. (laughs) Um, I loved, and it was so much fun, and it was so interesting, and... Then as it started to become a part of my career, mm-hmm. I developed a real dislike for it. And now I have like a borderline addiction to the internet, especially to TikTok. Um, I'm yeah. not on it. Like I'm not on, I don't make TikToks, but I... Love TikTok. Like, it's <laughs> like hours scrolling that feed to the to like to the point where I have to delete it off of my phone if I can, if I can manage to for like wow, a few days really? just to like take some time offline because it's such a like soothing. You just turn off? Are you kidding? Just get yeah. to like melt my little brain out of my ears.
0: Wow, doesn't
3: that feel so good sometimes? Right. Which is like not like. Of course,
0: I don't have TikTok. I've never like someone has. Sent me a TikTok video before, sure, but I've never actually looked at TikTok, scrolled through it, but I hear the same thing that people,
3: right? Are like way more into for that. You, okay? Like the algorithm is so impressive. Wow, I know.
2: I've I've. Seen are you on people, TikTok? So I got on it to learn sign language because they do like sign language oh, yeah. videos, yeah. Of, like sure. doing songs and stuff. Yeah, but. I would go on just to see those and I've never done anything else on it. God, you're using it for good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you really
0: are. It's amazing. But yeah. well, I, I, stro- I mean, I'm on Instagram, you know, and you can get just scrolling and mindless. But what I find is, for me, Instagram is hard because there's so much that's out there that's only, well, it's actually two things personally, people are showing, like, good and happy and how amazing. And Mm -hmm. the other side is every news story is horrifically morbid and fearful. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, this person died in a thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, both extremes. And I'm like, well, where's the middle just reality of what people are going through and what they're doing in their lives? And where's this middle ground, right? So, for me, it's, like, both extremes. And it can make me feel so shitty and, like, depressed sometimes or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And, like, I'll go off it. You know, I'll take long breaks. And, you know, obviously, with our work, you need to have some social media aspects. You have to. It's so to. annoying.
3: It's so annoying. It can be, right? Like I don't it, like it. Anything
0: you've, you're obligated, you yeah. know, to do yeah. is always tricky. But yeah, I find like such a
3: weird relationship with it. But mm-hmm. I love seeing my friends and like what everyone's up to. Exactly, it's like I feel like one of the few people who does want to see your vacation photos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to see your family pics. Like, <laughs> what do we for love? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I'm on there for. I'm like, I want to see what so and so from high school that I haven't spoken to in ten years is doing with their life. Right. Um. Yeah, but I don't like the fact that it is such a big. I understand why it's a big part of our job, but I yeah. don't like the fact that like you the number of followers that you have on social oh. media dictates like whether or not you can you book a part sometimes. Uh
0: I recently had an experience like that and I had never had it before where someone got the job because they had more followers than I did and yeah. I was like wait, what? I mean I understand it from it's like a, business a financial business perspective, right. sure. Like there's but a built-in audience, right? Yeah. But it's still frustrating, like as an actor, when you're like, "But I really feel like I could have done that really well." And it's right. it's like this new reality, mm-hmm. this new rejection, this new like thing that comes along with it, and it's hard. And
3: it takes therapy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but they're also getting it because they're they're a better marketer, not a better actor.
3: Well, you're at the you end know of the day, de- de- like but it's that, marketing, right? And that's part of the industry that I don't like is remembering that oh, I'm a commodity. Yeah yuck right I know. but so is i mean i so talked to my sister everyone. about it and she's in the corporate world she was like yeah me too babe like right you're not special she's like, every, <laughs> every single industry is that way every industry yeah like you are just like your tool your yeah. tool to make the most money for this thing right yeah. and and that's the part of it of the bit the literal business side of the business is what i don't like yeah um but i'm an adult person and it's like okay there's parts of work where are not going to like. Yeah, you're not yeah, going like. to yeah, like every right. aspect of your life. Like, yeah. this is the reality of the situation. What are you going to do about it? And so it's like, okay, how do I not let myself become a bitter, jaded, little... Biatch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like a little hag walking around like, I'm 25. and I'm over here, like, ouch, this business, yeah. you know? like, yeah.
2: Also, it's all smoke and mirrors. Like, I was talking to a friend. Like Instagram. Today, Instagram. And she was saying that someone posted, you know, they were at this big party and it was glamorous and gorgeous and amazing. But then was texting them on the side being like, oh, I just want to go home. I want to get out of here. It's crowded. It's whatever. But based on Instagram, you'd see it and be like, that person is.
3: They're having their. Yeah, they're living the life. Yeah. But really
2: they just want to go home. Yeah. Why are we I always all, just want to me, go home? Me too. Every <laughs> time. Maybe we should start posting that. Like yeah. here I am at this place. I wanna yeah, go home. I wanna go <laughs> home. If you
3: ever see me at a work event, chances are yes. I want to go home. Yeah. Um, I want to be in my car. And that's not to say I'm not grateful for, you know, being in those of places. Course. It's just um a lot of times it's not as fun as it looks. It's work. It's like it's a work party. Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: nothing's gonna be as fun as being in bed watching reality exactly. television. At yeah. twenty
3: five years old, do
2: you feel like that too? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was
3: talking to a friend about that recently, a director, and I just watched the movie Wine Country. It's oh, like yeah. Amy Poehler. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I we love, love that, that movie. movie. I yeah. love it so much. <laughs> and there's that game that they play called like Path Not Traveled. Yeah. If you're familiar with it, it's like a very small like remember. bit. Um, where they're like, okay, path not traveled and you talk about like the path in your life that you could have gone down right. but you didn't. Oof. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a fun game to think about and I'm over here and I'm like literally 25 years old and I'm like, oh, path not traveled. I guess I could have done this and could have done that. <gasps> I was talking to my friend about it and he's like, Hello? <laughs> He's like, You're 25. What do you mean? Path not traveled. He's like, He's You're, like, you're just still traveling. It. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Why are you like reminiscing on your life like you're a 75-year-old <laughs> woman? Like, wake up. I oh, was like, goodness. Oh, like sometimes you forget. I think just because of the, the nature of the business, I forget that I'm not a 75-year-old yeah. woman. And also I forget that I'm not 14 because yeah. I look a lot younger. And so a lot of people treat me like I'm younger. And so it's this, like, I don't know, weird, I don't know, dueling. Yeah, 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 for sure. Thoughts and ideas. But yeah, that's the, I keep forgetting that I'm 25 and that I was born yesterday. And that I, have, I don't
2: know if you were. But I feel like yeah, you might have got, done this before. <laughs> yeah, old
3: soul stuff going
0: on for sure. But now I'm thinking path not travel. I'm like, well, we're going to be playing that. I was going to say, <laughs> do you guys,
3: do any of you have a path not traveled
2: Oof, Oh, God. I got, I, got I mean, traveled. I got a lot of forks in the road in my journey. I don't know. I've thought about that. And, you know, the craziest part is that, like, I've had regrets, right? Sure. I don't anymore because when I looked at my children's face for the first time, it's like there could not have been another path. Like Mm. this was written in destiny. Like I looked into their eyes and I was just like, this is it, Mm. you know? So it kind of erased for me any regrets or any questioning of should I have? Because I'm like,
3: no. Because that everything you had done had led you led to, to that moment. To that moment. Had mm-hmm. we
0: not had kids, though, I'm sure we would be like, I would be probably,
2: <laughs> I'd probably still be drinking in yeah. an alcoholic mess. You know what
0: I always do when I'm in my car? I see other people in their cars, and all I want to do is see their path. Like, yes. what is your life? Where are you going? What yeah. are you doing? And why are you drinking a big gulp from Seven <laughs> Eleven? Like, who told are- you
2: that was okay? <laughs>
0: No, there's so many things when you look back. And I'm a firm believer in not having regrets. I've always been raised that way. And, you know, big believer in everything happens Mm -hmm. the way it's supposed to. And there's definitely things that have happened in my life where I'm like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) But yeah, sure. I
2: think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Even with like acting, like me wanting to be an actor and child actor, I think of if it would have happened to me at the age it happened to you or Mm -hmm. the age it happened to Rachel, I didn't have the constitution for it yet. Like, I don't know where that would have gone. You know? It would have gone in a limo without underwear. It would have gone in a limo without underwear (laughs) for sure. And it
3: still might. (laughs) The day is not
2: done for me.
3: (laughs) When you come to those forks in the road, how do you make those decisions? Do you ha- are you like a gut instinct person or are you 100%. more like pros and cons list kind of situation or do you just ride the wave?
0: I am to a fault, not a logical thinker. Okay. You know, <laughs> like, or rational or whatever. I am all gut and instinct and I go off feelings, which can get you obviously maybe the wrong path or ob- in trouble sometimes, but that's just how I'm built mm-hmm. and what I go by. And I have such a strong instinct and intuition so lucky that
2: whatever happens I know that I have to listen to it
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm only gut my husband laughs all the time because he's brain mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm gut and I'm like I already decided like five days ago and he's like well let's draw a graph
3: okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about do you, you balance
3: each other out in that way or is that does that lead to uh, sorry too much I, you can be like mind your own business but like do you Is there conflict in that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's conflict on on the simplest things. Like, even when it comes to, like, picking a rug, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, that one. And he's like, but if we do it this way, is it that, that, that?" like, he needs to really dissect it and make sure he's making the right choice.
0: Okay. I wonder if it's a male-female brain thing. Like, Rob, do you find Natalie's more goes gut and then you'll actually think things out? Or are you the girl? (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: I think things out, but once I make a decision, I'm good with leaning into it.
0: But and does Natalie kind of like go through all the thoughts or
1: does she kind of no, just She's like, very indecisive.
2: Yeah, well, that's a thing too,
1: for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I used to be, but I'm not anymore. Now well, I'm, I, in certain I'm super areas, decisive. I'm
0: super decisive in some areas, like, nope, this, boom, done. Mm-hmm. And then other areas, I'm like, I, I'm in the market aisle for 20 minutes <laughs> trying to choose between two crackers. Yeah. You know, it's like...
3: What about you? Yeah. I've always gone with gut as well. But then I feel like my logical brain will try to convince my gut otherwise. Mm. And then back to like not necessarily always trusting like my anxious thoughts. I don't always trust. Your gut. My gut. And right. I think that that's a hard thing to do because sometimes trusting your gut is scary. Sure. Of course. Because it feels like the decision that doesn't always make the most sense and you're or taking isn't the a, easiest. G- exactly. And you're taking a big gamble. Mm-hmm. And then when it pays off, it feels so good. Yeah. And you're right. Like, I knew I should trust my gut.
0: Right. Your brain will always try to talk you out of it. Because exactly. it'll go to the fear. And yeah. and the what ifs. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
3: Of course. It's survival instincts and yep. sure. It yeah.
2: well, it's the difference between instinct and intuition is that instinct is always going to bring up fear, right? So instincts happen and we know to run Mm -hmm. or we know like, "Mm, that person is suspect. Like I don't get them. Like they don't feel right to me. It can feel like fear, but intuition only speaks through clarity's voice.
3: How do you hear it?
2: You have to make the space to hear it, right? So whatever that means, whether it be meditating, whether it be yoga, whether it be journaling, whether it be taking five minutes and just breathing and feeling your body, the more space you create to listen to your intuition, the more clearly you're going to hear it.
3: Sounds so good to be that in touch with yourself. Like that sounds like that would feel so good. I don't think I am. I think you go in and out.
0: Okay. Cause I'm thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But I'm like, I but my instincts are always like spot on, like my intuition. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I'm always
2: clear and you. You sometimes waver on listening to it is the only problem. Okay. But your intuition, all of our intuitions, dead on. Even if it leads us to a path that was questionable, right? right. Even if it's to dating the wrong person, if your intuition guides you toward it, it's like there's some lesson to be learned in it. And no one can explain it. No one can tell you why. Right. But if you're led by your intuition, I'm going to bring up my man, Tony Robbins again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He always says.
2: (laughs) No, the most successful people in the world, he says, make gut decisions. They make them quick and they never turn back. Because it's like the gut is constantly speaking to you. Okay. Right. It's the instincts that are more archaic and animalistic Mm -hmm. that can often lie to you. Instincts? Instincts and intuition are two different different things. Right. right. Right.
3: That's so interesting. Mm
2: -hmm. Like your instinct is like I should run from that car. You're right. Yeah. Right. That's an instinct. That's an animal instinct versus your intuition that gets, like, let's say, reads on people where you're like, yeah, mm, I just have this feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like not thoughts. Right. It's just a feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. And yes. you'll just get a clear read on someone and then your brain will try and talk you out of it. No, he's nice. He's good. He's this. But from the moment you met that person, your insights told you the I've truth. I've never been wrong about. Bad about people. Neither
3: have I, but sometimes I feel like such a bad person in the meantime, like before it becomes clear to, before, you know, when you get that gut instinct and you're like, yeah, something's not right. Mm-hmm. And then, but everyone else is like, oh, you're like, oh, but they're, they're really actually very nice. And they're really lovely. And they've never done anything to anyone or me that as far as I'm aware. And then all of a sudden it all comes to the surface and you're mm. like, oh, I shouldn't have felt bad about Not feeling right about that person. I have a friend, Lindsay, who I have so much admiration for because she always trusts her gut instinct and is not afraid to be like, "No, they're not allowed into my house because I just it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right, and she's never wrong. Of course, she's. It's like that. She's never
0: wrong. There's two dueling things like people pleaser, Mm -hmm. intuition, right, and mind battle all the time because sometimes I'll be like, "No, like." scared to say no or whatever, right. like you're saying your friend Lindsay is no problem doing that. Yeah. It takes Superpower. so much like strength and confidence and just being totally sure to act on that. And the only time I always do it, and I've said this is with my daughter, like no problem.
2: Oh yeah. but in For life, someone else. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: But yeah, I, yeah, I have a hard time saying no.
2: Yeah, but you know, recently you went through something when it came to a part and you made a really clear decision based on your intuition, and you cleared the space, there was a lot of conflict around it, yeah. right? And you went to your intuition, you created the space to listen, and you were clear as day from the beginning, yeah. and you were listening to the noise of the mind, but right. once you quieted the noise and, and the noise of everyone to your else. body. The
3: agents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the noise of the mind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the noise the Otherwise game. known as... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. you
2: you stood up for your truth in that and I what did. you wanted to do. It was really
0: hard. It was really hard. But I did. And that's the only time I think in my entire career that I've done that. How did it feel? It felt right. Yeah. Good.
3: Yeah. But it it's was good. not easy.
0: It was, I was so stressed out. Oh, my God.
3: No, I celebrate you for that because there's nothing worse. I've only done that once before or like said no when it came down to a, like a screen test or something. Like it was right. final stages. So I didn't have the part. It wasn't like it was offered to me and I said, no, like, I'm not like being like, they gave me this and I was said no. But it was like coming to the final <laughs> like, stages. That's, where, like, that's what I did. No, but, no, like, no, but I, like, that I'm just like, I don't want people to think that my <laughs> no, britches are too big. <laughs> of course, I get it. Uh, or I'm too big for my britches. Um, and I like it was coming to the final stages. I had to start getting serious and it would have been really good money. Mm -hmm. Which to be in that position and to be able to say no is already, again, a massive privilege. And I'm aware of that. And I'm very grateful for that. But at the same time, I was like, it doesn't feel right. Right. That's right. It doesn't feel right. And I said no. And my sister was like, are you crazy? Right. Are you? Why would you do that? And my parents were like, are you insane? Yeah. Why would you do that? And then I was like, Oh my god, I'm crazy. Right. I'm insane. What I made the biggest mistake of my life. And then I got the cherry call and the <laughs> right. There's mean. always a reason, exactly. right? Exactly. A few weeks later, and I don't know, maybe that's just coincidence or whatever. But it felt really good to no, be able that to call them sign. and be like, <laughs> Guess what? I guess what? Yeah. Your intuition. Yeah. And exactly. then they were celebrating me for listening to my gut.
0: That's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, but it, this is also speaking like when she just talked about me passing on that my. First thought was nothing's going to come up again or nothing like this is going to happen or my representation isn't going to work for me or I'm not going to get another job. Right. So it's that same thing, which has been a theme the whole time, where your brain goes immediately. Yeah. That big actor fear. Right. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to get dropped. Yeah. But then you had that confirmation by getting that dream job. Right. Because you didn't do the other thing. Exactly. It's like, look at the signs from the universe or whatever you want to say. You got a (laughs) show
1: a month later too. I got a what? You got your show a month later too. I did. Well, you just shot in Toronto. Oh, that thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you got to like sit here with me. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you lucky lady.
0: That's right. <laughs> I got to go to the opening. No, I don't know what I did, but I did. I did do another job. That's true. That I probably wouldn't have been able to do. So there's always a reason for everything. Exactly. You know?
3: Exactly. Which is you know a comforting way to to look at things sometimes. Yeah. And
2: also, it's just it's about how you talk to your gut too if you're constantly like no i'm not sure i can trust this then you're telling your body constantly it's not trustworthy mm. uh, right and so its signals are going to weaken but if you're constantly telling yourself i trust myself i trust myself i trust myself i trust myself when signals come up you'll know that it was a signal you can trust by how it feels in your body is it comforting does it feel right or is it bringing up major fear
3: mm. Do you find that being more in tune with your gut has helped you in terms of physical health as well? Like, have you found it easier to listen to your body, physically speaking, where you're like, I think I might be getting like, do you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Am I making sense? I have a question, but I don't know how to get the words out of do my you, mouth. Like,
2: do you, do? The, does the psychological connection between trusting your gut end up physically.
3: Yes. Like do you feel more in your own body, more connected to yourself and like more in tune with the finer, I don't know, the the things that maybe most of us wouldn't recognize immediately. So I find it reverse. I find by getting in touch
2: with my body first, like I'll say this a million times. Yoga. Yoga.
3: The more
2: I'm in touch with my body and I can feel my body and I'm in my body, Mm -hmm. the more I hear my intuition.
3: That makes sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. But it doesn't have to be yoga. It could be hiking. It could be in nature. It could be... The more you can feel your body, when we forget we have a body, we're fucked. Yeah. We're all mine. Right. Right? So the yeah. more we can do to remember that we have a body, the closer to our intuition Well, that's we the are. biggest thing with like mental health stuff. It's like
0: you got to move your body, right? Mm-hmm. Like be active on oh, whatever. Yeah. It's like Another one of the one biggest thing. Yeah. Advice you'll hear and get. So there's something to be said for it, obviously. I need to move my body more. But that's another story. <laughs> you would
2: um, <and> be both. <laughs> do you
3: move your body? I, okay, so like earlier this year, I was like, oh God, I need to move my body more. You know what I've always wanted to do? Ballet. Oh, And so I started taking ballet lessons. Amazing! Yeah, as a 25-year-old just getting into it. And I'm like wearing my little leotard and my little ballet shoes. And I like (laughs) I haven't done like that's something I haven't done since I was in first grade. And I was like, I'm so bad at this. I'm going to quit. I've always been afraid to do it because I've always like felt a certain like disconnect. Like I've always been kind of gangly and uncomfortable in my own body. And so now being in ballet class and like you cannot think about anything other than what is going on with your body. And it is the best feeling in the world. And I'm not great at it. Like, I'm certainly not good by <laughs> any means. You can't be in the first few months of it because it's so skill-based. But like, it just, it, every time I'm in class and I'm there with my instructor, who I adore, and she's so supportive. And I'm just, I'm learning a lot about myself. And I'm now capable of doing things that I never in my life thought I was capable of doing. And it feels so good. It feels so good. See? Yeah, I was in there. Awesome. I was in there the other day and I was like, oh, this is what people talk about when they talk about like healing their inner child. I was like, this is what (laughs) it feels like for me. Good and I'm you. Yeah, I I just, it it brings me so much joy. And it's not something I'm doing for my career. Like it's something I'm very much so, I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. And it's the best money I've ever spent. I love that. That is so
2: rad. And I think that that's it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's how you see. And it becomes a combination. Yeah. So it's like you're in your body and all of a sudden your inner child's awake going, oh my God, this feels good. Or you remember me. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. I
0: want to start horseback riding. You should. You should. My daughter was just taking lessons again. And I'm wa- I'm like, I want to be riding with her. You yeah. Know? Not only is it something for me, but it's something for us together, which is. Did you used to ride? When I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And you said you were really into horses. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah.
3: I, I rode until I was like, 16 years old so, like, until so cool. I d- just didn't have the time for it anymore. I love it. It's amazing. Horses are incredible. Incredible. My boyfriend always teases me. He's like, you're a horse girl.
0: You don't, <laughs> you just won't
3: own up to it. You're a horse girl.
0: There's nothing wrong with that and someone said recently girls that are dedicated to horses like growing up they don't get into the boys and the pro- Like mm-hmm. they're dedicated to their oh, riding really? and their horses. Yeah. I hope that's true because I'm definitely steering my daughter down that <laughs>
3: path. That's the path she's going down. This is like a whack jump but did you guys watch Love Island?
0: She probably did. Ne- Wait, Love Island. No, Love is Blind is the one that oh, I watched. Oh, okay. It's a reality
3: Yeah, TV show, I've heard it of it. For yeah. sure. I, Wait, is it
0: the new season? I feel yeah. like Sarah Island
3: like, maybe. Was that that one? That's the American version, but in the UK okay. version that just finished airing, the girl who came in like third place is a big horse girl. Oh, yeah? But she was also the one person in the villa who like wasn't taking anyone's shit. Oh, and like because like, she's into horses. Yeah. And she was sitting there, and she looked so unamused 90% of the time, which I adored. And she was just like, whatever. I like she always said, like, I can't I just I just want to go home and like get back on my horse. No. <laughs> um, I have to watch it now. <laughs> it's a lot. There's like sixty episodes and they're all like oh, an hour boy. long. So I love that kind of dedicating. stuff. that's my
0: favorite thing. Like mindless just lay in bed and watch and just Pure joy. Yes, here's your boyfriend really watch joy. with you.
3: Oh yeah, he like borderline likes it more than I do. Uh, <laughs> yes. he's, he's fully addicted. I love it's it so much fun. It's yeah. He's like, um, sorry, like, but you can you come home at this time so that we can so, <laughs> he, oh, so we can watch so the cute. episode. That is so cute. He's like I, f- I found a way to stream it. I was like, I <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I love it. This
0: has been such like a very mature, like incredible conversation, We've, which. I didn't even know what to expect, you know, and, and obviously you're just you're amazing and so impressive. And I feel like I blacked
3: out. Like I don't even know what I said. This, that always happens <laughs> when I'm speaking about anything. I feel like I black out and I come to him like, oh my god, <laughs> do I even agree with anything that I said? I think that means you're channeling. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Sure. I think, it. You, sure, I'll I take think it. you're
2: just in the zone, like you're in flow.
3: That sounds so nice. <laughs> yeah. That's what
2: I experienced from you. You're a little flowster. That Pisces,
3: that Pisces brain. That's why.
2: <laughs> Pisces
0: brain. Yeah, I think, well, anyway, I just have to thank you for sharing with us and being
3: so open. And Thank you for having me and letting me be in that flow state. <laughs> <So> thanks <laughs> for letting me channel that. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, well, were you Rob, about to say you're game. gonna
1: bring it down a notch by playing this. Yeah, stupid let's play game? a
3: stupid game. Yeah, let's yeah, play let's a bring game. it down a notch and do we? Be, have our...
0: I don't know. I'm. I... We like to do a game, Mary Barry one night stand, Barry one night stand. Yeah. Uh, and we normally think well in advance of who to give you, but Rob, this is all on Rob. Oh so no, I have no promises. do you have?
2: Yeah. Who are yeah, they? You got. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. You can pass. Yeah, exactly. You can pa- oh, no. no,
2: see, he likes to... He, uh, he's always obscure let, and cool.
1: And he we're just like... he was in Hamilton, and
3: doesn't matter, oh, that's on me. Nah, if it's it someone from no, Hamilton. no, it's not. No, well, it's well, Rob. The problem
1: is, they pick like 60 to 70 year olds, well. and then I pick two obscure ones, so then we just fight over. <laughs> Do you it's know like Steven Yeun is? Yes. Okay. Yes. We're gonna Steven Yeun. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Steven Yoon, Elijah Wood, Dave Franco.
0: Okay. Um, I was gonna say Tom Holland.
1: Yeah, but no, but I know him. him. That's that why it's feels weird. weird. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, come on.
3: He's young. Mary Steven Yoon. Oh, actually, hold on. Mary Elijah Wood. Fuck Steven Yoon. Barry, Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. No, <laughs> no, you're good. We because, we, we usually we say prefer fuck to say Kill, but, fuck okay. Mary Kill, okay. but um, Barry DeFranco. De Franco. That was hard. That's a hard one.
1: That's hard because they're all threes. Very, very nice.
3: Yeah, they're all three. They're all three Marys. You know what I mean? Like, ultimately, actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, I would marry all three. all three of them. But I think the reason why I'm saying Mary Elijah Wood at this moment is because I've recently become very into Over the Garden Wall. If you're familiar. No. (laughs) Which is like an animated series. Have you watched it?
1: I have not. It's
3: so pleasant. What is it? It came out in like 2014. I think it's a children's show. Like it was on Cartoon Network, if I'm not mistaken. The score is gorgeous. The music is so beyond beautiful. It's charming and has a really good like moral story. Really? Yeah, it goes to a beautiful place and no one... I think it has like a like a cult following. I saw some people Instagram stalking people that I haven't seen in like 10 plus years. He's <laughs> like these two people that I went to summer camp with that are now together. And they went as them as Halloween. And I was like, why is she wearing a teapot on her head? Like, who are these people? And then I figured it out. And I was like, oh, my God, that's beautiful and brilliant.
2: So wow, can we watch it with our kids? Is it a kid show?
3: Um, It's a little spooky.
2: But if oh, your no, kids my watch kids love Okay, I was like,
3: so if your kid's watching Die Hard, I think that... Yeah. That be like right <laughs> and and like
2: his favorite, one of his favorite movies is Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Okay, so that's yeah. what
3: I'd say. Like, if they're into like Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, like that love whole it. world, it's perfect. What's the it art called is again? Over the Garden Wall.
0: Over the Garden Wall. It's
3: on Hulu, I think. My daughter is production down. company does it or he's in it? He's in it. He's oh, the wow. voice, but I don't... I, he might. His might. production company might do. It.
1: They do a bunch of weird shit.
0: Too. That's a w- probably weird good shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. probably
3: what it is. It's very good. I highly recommend.
0: Okay. Well, this was a fun one. This was very unexpected and awesome. And again, thank you so much. Again, thank you for having me. This was yeah. a.
3: This just such a pleasant surprise. I ran into you at a coffee shop. Was it like two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago? Is that how it came up? Yeah. Maru. Yeah. Rob's our hustler. I, God, we meet most amazing. of
1: our guests at Maru. <laughs>
3: He just, just like hangs out, out there. there. <laughs> yeah. Come here often. By yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what right. are you doing Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> I like when things come full circle like this. It yeah. Cool.
0: It was perfect.
3: Awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: Thank Fun. you. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're gonna get to we're gonna get to Sierra in a second, but what the first and most important thing that we need to address today
1: even do it. <laughs> what? What do you want don't do to what? do, Rob? What
0: do you think we're going to do, Rob? I
1: don't know. What are you going to
0: do? <laughs> <laughs> He's always scared. He's very scared of us. Someone brought to our attention a comment saying that we are so
2: mean to Rob.
1: And I stand by their comment.
2: <laughs> no. Here's the deal. Yeah. Go ahead, Rachel. I'm going to find the actual... Oh, I was like,
0: are you texting someone right now? Um. Okay, so... She's going to read the quote. But here's the thing. I would like to explain. Olivia and I have the same love language that we have self-proclaimed ourselves. We've made it up. Making fun of or talking shit is the biggest form of flattery, how a guy can get us, all of those things, okay? That's our main thing. Just a form of affection, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. It's platonic or romantically. It's always our favorite form
2: of affection. That's how we want it. Like...
1: For the record, I was not offended or... We know
2: you weren't offended. No, but we
0: (laughs) we felt that it's important to say, number one, Rob is our little brother. Okay. Number two,
2: if we make fun of you, it means we love you. Period. End of story. And... We both grew up with brothers. Older brothers. it's a really natural thing to tease. And none of this is important. What's important... Here, I'll read the thing. We welcome all feedback. No, we don't. Olivia doesn't (laughs) welcome the feedback when they say anything (laughs) negative about her. But we welcome all feedback. Um, We're not saying anything wrong with her. I want her to know that our precious Robbie Rob is taken care of. She says, sorry, but I 100% agree with Rob. He definitely endures a moderate degree abuse from both the broads. I know they can be sweet Because they're very tolerant and kind to each other. I love you, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Olivia. (laughs) But have such a tone and attitude with Rob. (laughs) It's rough to hear as a fan of Rob's. And I'm a fellow foodie who loves to hear tons of takes on restaurants and food. I much prefer how much love he gets from Dax. Just my unsolicited thoughts on this.
0: Well, let me ask you this because Natalie found this comment. Did Natalie read that? And was she like, Yeah, they're mean to Rob, no, Natalie, or was Natalie laughing?
1: She was, she was, she asked, Do you read the comments on uh, broad ideas and found it funny?
0: Yeah, because Natalie, she gets it. <laughs> um, right. So, anyway, just wanting to make it very clear that we love Rob very dearly and we only make fun of and talk shit to the people we care about the most.
2: And, okay, so why I said none of this is important. The most important thing is that you're only getting to hear what Rachel and I deliver at Rob. Nobody is hearing (laughs) how Rob serves us all the time.
0: Yeah, that's a very valid That's the part nobody's getting. You are that, right. I don't think
1: that's ever happened. What are you talking
0: about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huh. exactly. Okay. Yes. What you are not hearing or reading over text is what, ro- <laughs> is what
2: Rob is serving us. <laughs> so, it, basically, what I'm saying is, it's a, it's a two way street. It is. And so and this
1: was not a. This was not a.
2: Rob purposely edits out anything he says so he That's comes not even, not even... Well, not even that. He does it off air all he the does. time because we're actually close with him off air and we get the real Rob that gives it to us just as hard as we give it to him. Rascal Rob. And so, <laughs> there's no sweet little victim Rob in this situation. <laughs> is
1: all... Seems like a weird defensive response. <laughs> oh, that is
0: unnecessary. Uh, is it true? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. I
1: I think one person leaving that comment said that. I don't think this is like a collective (laughs) thing that people are like, someone needs to address this.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway, we appreciate it. We appreciate it so we can bring it up and talk about it. So I'm happy we've cleared that up. It's all in love, people. All in love. Um, Okay, so Sierra was so lovely. I just thought, what an amazing... She's only 25. 25 going on, like, 40. I mean, mentally, because I was so impressed with her. How poised and, like, just educated, just in life. She blew me away. She really did. Mm -hmm. So cool. And, I mean, I I really learned, like, a lot from her. You know, and going into it, you know, when someone's younger and you feel like you're a lot older, Rob, you are on the younger side, but us in our 40s, you know, you're like, okay, so... I often feel like, okay, what am I going to talk to this person about? Can I relate to younger people? And it was so, just, it flowed so beautifully. And she brought so much to the conversation. I just was pleasantly surprised.
1: She was wise beyond her years.
0: Yes. Yeah. Truly. Mm -hmm. She was rad. One other thing that I think is really important to talk about.
1: Good. It's always, oh, no. it's always good when you bring topics to
0: these.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, there was something I thought. I'm like, we really have to do talk about this. Do you want to read us this. some poetry? Have you ever written any poetry?
1: Yeah, in like high school.
2: Did you really?
1: We had to for...
0: Oh. Were you like a rhyming poet or just like a metaphorical? Is a metaphorical a word?
1: Yeah. Uh, like hyperboles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I... you
0: write, do you write poetry to Natalie? No. No? Nope. Do
1: you mm-hmm. write her
0: nice cards or notes? I do. That's sweet. Do you proclaim your love in these notes? I have. See, we don't get to see this side very often. And it's very sweet. Natalie, show us the
2: cards. (laughs) Show us your cards. We would like to read them on. Does Jeff write you notes? Oh, yeah. He does? Jeff's very romantic.
1: How did he propose to you?
2: You know, at that (laughs) point, I was a little irritated because I'd already had a baby yeah. Not with him. So no, it was weird. It was with <laughs> I'm just him. Kidding. It was with him, but he He
0: delivered
1: it.
2: He doesn't know how to make decisions, so he like weighs options for a long time and he had a long It took him forever to figure out the diamond situation. So by the time he proposed, I was kind of like irritated already, you know? Um <laughs> but he did it on my son's first birthday. He took me to dinner, then took me but to But you the knew beach. it was coming. I knew it was coming. I didn't say anything, but like I thought Does felt... he know now that you knew it was coming? Yeah. Yeah. I so knew. I was going to say he's going to know now. <laughs> but oh, my favorite part about our engagement but is... He knows that...
1: now that he proposed to you? And he knows. You guys he got knows. married?
2: He <laughs> knows. I took the wool off from over his eyes. <laughs> but um, when we got home, there was like a row of candles like leading up to our door and like a heart shape with like sparkling cider and... His family was there, and Blue Bloods, the TV show, was blasting. (laughs) Because it's their favorite show. And, like, that was the least romantic, but best memory. Yeah, I get that. That's really sweet. How'd you propose
0: to Natalie? (laughs) Look, in the hot seat, he doesn't like it. He's
2: itching his (laughs)
1: head. I told her i gotten us tickets to some, like, pop-up restaurant thing in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I rented this apartment in Chicago that had a big, like, balcony that overlooked the river and city. hmm And...
0: Like, just for that night you rented an apartment? Yes. Okay.
1: And then, like, filled the balcony with flowers and a Aww. table and lights and stuff. And then um our friend who's a chef, a really good chef, he was there and cooked us like a 10-course dinner. Wow. So we go there, and she's expecting it to just be this like pop-up at this apartment, which we've, <laughs> we've done a couple times.
0: Okay, so it wasn't
1: that. And I, I made like a fake website and stuff so that if she... Oh, my gosh. Or, wow. If she went and looked it up, which she did. Um, Smart. And then, John was there cooking, and he made us food. And then, I mean, she knew it was coming at that point.
0: She did. That was she knew that. And then it was the night she saw John there. Tonight's the night with Robbie. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Were you nervous? No. Aww. Because I felt like Jeff was nervous, even though we were already like well on our way to you know old folks. We had been together
1: for a while, and it was just yeah.
2: How'd you ask?
1: I asked her. I don't have to like one of. Them, I don't remember.
0: You don't remember what you said. I
1: I asked her to marry me.
0: Oh, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, Did you are like I get know that much.
1: much. Yeah.
0: Aw, that's so
2: sweet.
1: Um, and I I gave her it was my grandma's ring that I took the diamond out and reset. Oh, okay.
0: But that's it was really
2: sweet.
1: From like nineteen, I, there was an inscription, or it might have been my great grandma's, an inscription in the original band that was like nineteen oh three.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. I love old rings like Edwardian. It's like that era.
1: It was a pretty ugly setting was originally. It? Really? But mm.
0: was it yellow gold or?
1: It I was, love yellow gold. I do too. I but that's it had like really long prongs.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, so it was sat really high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a pet peeve of mine because it catches on everything. Yeah. Well, that's very sweet. What's your love Should we which? take the test for Rob or have you taken it? <laughs>
1: I don't know that I... Have.
2: Mine, I think mine's words of affirmation. So there's a difference in how you give love and how you receive love. So uh, how not?
1: do you... Let's take the quiz. Let's, Let's take,
2: the quiz. take the quiz. Are you pulling so it up? Fun?
0: Okay, mm-hmm. we're taking the love language quiz.
1: All right, we're going to find out Rachel's now?
0: Yep. Okay.
1: All right. How do you describe yourself? Are you an adult, a teenager, or you're taking the quiz for your child?
0: Taking the quiz for my inner child? Tra- no, mm-hmm. an <laughs> adult.
1: It's more meaningful to me when someone I love sends me a loving note, text, email for no special reason, or I hug someone. The first one. It's more meaningful to me when I can spend alone time with someone I love, just us, or someone I love does something practical to help me out.
0: Ooh, that's tough.
1: Which one's more meaningful?
0: Which one's more meaningful? Someone does something practical for me? That's your pick? Or just hanging out with the... Yeah, the practical thing, probably.
1: Someone I love gives me a gift as a token of our love, or I get to spend uninterrupted uninterrupted leisure time with those I love.
0: Time, probably.
1: Uh, I like
0: giving gifts more than receiving gifts.
1: They do something unexpected for me to help with a project, or I share innocent touch with someone I love.
0: Share innocent touch? Like, touch your hand if you're at dinner. I this just innocently hard. touched her. You did, and she just <laughs> Yeah, these are blinched. tough. I don't know how, They're dude. really tough. Like, I don't even know. I don't know. Can you pick both? <laughs>
2: <laughs> nope.
1: No.
0: You gotta just go with it's, your It's cat. which one All is right, more. do innocent touch. I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, the, so they put your arm around you, they put their arm around you, or they surprise you with the gift. Arm around. Um. Okay. I'm around someone I love, even if we're not doing anything... Or I can be comfortable holding hands, high-fiving, or putting my arm around someone I love.
0: What? I'm confused by the question.
1: Just being around them. Just being around them. Just do
0: that.
1: Receive a gift, or I hear from someone I love that they love me. Here. Sit close to someone you love, or you get complimented for no reason.
0: Mm Hmm. 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 I like both of those.
1: <laughs> it's, it's weird for me because I like—I would say I like the compliment, but then when I get it, I'm comfortable when I get it.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. You have even a hard time Natalie? receiving mm-hmm. compliments,
1: even though I appreciate it. Yeah, right. Like Dax will do that to yeah. me. At like our live shows, well, he'll drag me out Aww. on stage, and I hate it. Yeah, I've seen it. But <laughs> also, I you appreciate also like it. it. Yeah. yeah,
0: you like it, but you don't like the attention
1: correct got it
0: um what was the question sit near or sit receive a compliment
1: compliment for no reason Uh,
0: just compliment let's go with that
1: um get the chance to hang out with someone you love or you small gifts unexpected small gifts you
0: if there's ever a gift it's always gonna be the opposite answer
2: <laughs> um so can i take back the gift i got you for no i really
0: love that gift did you try it on I haven't tried. It's been so hot. I can't put it on no, cashmere.
2: You, yeah, but you got to just try it the on. The fit. No,
0: I'm obsessed with it.
2: Okay.
1: All right. You Come hear on. someone you love tell you that you're prou- they're proud of you mm. or they help you with a task. Proud. Um, you get to do things with someone you love or you hear supportive words from someone you love.
0: Supportive words.
1: They do things for you instead of just talking about doing nice things or you feel connected to someone you love through a hug. First one. Hear praise or they give you something that shows you they were thinking of you.
2: Praise me. <laughs> praise me.
1: Um, you're able to just be around someone you love or you get a back rub from someone you love.
0: Oh, I like a back rub. I only I don't like massages, but I only like it if my partner gives me one.
2: But maybe you don't like randos touching touching you. me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Someone you love reacts positively to something you've accomplished, or someone you love does something for you that you know they didn't enjoy. They the, didn't first that the first one.
0: the first one. I
2: know. <laughs> I love it when people yeah. <laughs> sacrifice for me.
1: <laughs> um, I'm able to be in close physical proximity to someone you love, or I sense someone I love showing interest in the things I care about.
2: What? <laughs> You either are in close proximity, or they show interest in the things the proximity. you care about.
1: It's more meaningful to you when someone you love works on special projects with you that you have to complete, or they give you an exciting gift.
0: I mean, they're all this, They're kind of like repetitive. Yep. The first one, I guess.
1: Um, they compliment your appearance, or they take the time to listen to you and really understand your feelings.
0: Compliment my appearance.
1: (laughs) Um, A meaningful touch in public or they offer to run errands for you. Touch in public. Lots of touch in public.
2: Lots of touch in public.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wink.
1: They do something special to help you out or you get a gift.
0: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) That they put thought into.
0: No, gifts. I don't want it. I'm
1: taking the gift back.
0: No! You gave me the best.
1: They don't check, they don't check your, their phone while you're talking mm-hmm. with one another, mm-hmm. or they go out of their way to do something that relieves pressure on you.
0: Not checking their phone is, is a good thing. Yeah. Can't promise that I'm not checking my phone. but
1: um, You can look forward to a holiday because you'll probably get a gift from someone you love. <laughs> or you hear the words, I appreciate you.
2: I appreciate you. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm sure there's line. like a shorter mm-hmm. version of this. Are stats. you on the actual website for love languages? Five.
1: And there's five. Five love
2: languages. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's dot languages.com. Okay. Not fourlovelanguages.com.
0: Did huh. I say that? No, but that's
1: Rob's you joke. You said four love languages.
2: No, four. four.
1: Five. It's five.
2: Whoa. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
1: <laughs> See?
2: Right. See? A little snippet. <laughs>
1: someone, someone I love. <laughs> and I haven't seen in a while, thinks of me enough to give me a little gift. <laughs> 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 or they take care of something you're responsible for, but you feel too stressed out to do.
2: Yeah. Sounds delightful. It does, doesn't uh, it? It's great. Caitlin, I miss you with all my heart.
1: <laughs> Someone I love doesn't interrupt me when I'm talking.
2: <laughs> Dang. There's some heat under that.
1: that. Gift giving is an important part of the relationship. Someone I love. I think you're going to get gift giver. <laughs> gift receiver um, someone I love helps me out when they know I'm already tired or I get to go somewhere while spending time with someone first one they touch your arm to show they care or shoulder they give you a little gift
0: <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's more to these gift ones but I'm not going to read the whole thing no uh, they say something encouraging to you or they spend time with a shared activity or hobby,
0: um, let's go shared time on this one. Let's mix it up.
1: They surprise you with a small <laughs> token
2: <laughs> of their
1: appreciation, uh, i.e., a gift,
2: i.e., a dick. <laughs> um, he I'm said t- small. Oh,
1: I'm touching someone I love frequently to express our friendship. What? <laughs> to t- touch over gift. <laughs> okay. Um. They help you out.
0: Oh, my God. How many more are there? We're almost done. Okay.
1: Someone I love helps me out, especially if I know they're already busy. I hear someone I love tell me that they appreciate me.
0: I mean,
2: I like both of those.
1: Which one do you like more?
2: Which one do I like more?
1: Help you out or tell you they appreciate you?
2: I think you, you enjoy being told that you're appreciated for what you do. Okay. I also like help. You do? Okay. It's
1: okay. You get a hug from someone you haven't seen in a while, or they give, no. no.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: or I hear someone I love tell me how much they mean to me, to them. How yeah. much I mean sure. to them. Sure. Second, you are words of affirmation. I know 37%. that. I percent
0: But you already know what percentage?
1: 37. Um, and then that high. <laughs> the other 25% is receiving gifts. Shut up! No, you're zero percent receiving gifts. <laughs> what is
0: the other percentage?
1: Physical touch twenty three, quality time twenty, acts of service twenty. So you're pretty spread out. <laughs>
2: I'm all over the fuck. I'm a hot gifts. mess. <laughs> oh my god!
1: All right, so let's do this two more times.
2: I, I find that, <laughs> no, but I do. Feel, I find that interesting. That well, it's so weird. Like what you value doing for people isn't what you value getting yourself.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So my love language is gifts
2: of service.
0: I mean, gifts of,
1: what is it? Words of affirmation.
0: That's no. how she likes to receive oh, love. Receive but the love. Way but she to gives give love, love is probably more gifts.
1: Is that, did you, when you were like a kid, did you like getting gifts a lot?
0: Getting? hmm
2: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a kid that doesn't like getting gifts? Well, yeah. that
1: was the, the most important thing to you was someone being
0: It's never like physical like I don't know that I'm so I'm totally affectionate in a relationship but not I don't know. But I'm I'm the weird person like do I have to hug this person goodbye like that weird thing, you know?
1: I think I'm similar where I didn't I didn't get it a ton as a kid. Yeah. But I like it in a relationship.
0: Right. I think
1: My mom was super
0: affectionate. Probably Mm -hmm. because
1: it was absent, though.
2: Okay. Mine wasn't. So I don't know what that... It's probably just genetics. (laughs) Uh, That's not my number one thing either. And I feel I'm really affectionate in a relationship, really affectionate with my children, with my mom. But it's not necessarily... Like, Jeff, that's how he wants it. Mm -hmm. He wants quality time Mm -hmm. and physical affection. Whereas I love the... Words of affirmation and... Acts of service. Acts of service. I know yours. Like, (laughs) if he does the dishes for me, I mean, for me, as if it's my job, right? But if I come in and he's doing something that helps me, that I take straight to the heart. Yeah, I'm the
0: same. I think I am,
2: too. I'm super affectionate with my kid,
0: though. Super?
2: Yeah, like, incredibly. And I don't really care about gifts that much. Giving or receiving? I like giving people gifts. Mm-hmm. I don't like giving people gifts as much as you guys do. Like, I'm not as thoughtful.
0: <laughs> you,
2: you know what I mean? Like, I don't put as no, much. No, like, th- Rob's it a really thoughtful, thoughtful gift giver. I,
0: I think as I'm her, a you. Yeah, pretty yeah.
2: thoughtful gift giver. I love to do it. I typically like to get people gifts that I would want for myself that wouldn't I wouldn't get. Right.
1: How are you at receiving gifts?
2: great i'm awkward with receiving gifts (laughs) i'm like
1: i i I just buy most of the things i want right i remember one year it was a few years into natalie and i dating and she bought me a laptop yeah and (laughs) it was very it was probably like one of the better gifts i've ever gotten at the time but my my response was why why did you buy this for me right because it was it was more practical like you didn't need to spend right that much right. on me.
0: That's how I am too. Yeah. I'll do that to my mom like for my bro- I'm like, "Mom, I don't want you spending this money on something I know that I'm not gonna
1: Well, I, I mean, I used it. It was a like, Yeah, it's a right.
0: laptop. It was what wanted. But it was wanted. also
1: I adrenaline. don't want to be
0: yeah. I did not want I don't want to be rude or sound ungrateful or unappreciative. It's just practically it's like, "Well, don't spend your money on this. I'd rather you do something for yourself."
2: Yeah. Yeah. With Jeff, I put a lot of thought usually into what I'm going to get him for his gifts. I like to get him things that I know he values. Like he likes things that will change his life. He could care less about gadgets or clothes or anything like that. But if I get him a surfboard, because he always said he wanted to surf, or if I get him like taekwondo lessons, like things I've heard him say he wants to do. If I do those things for him, what, the singing lessons? (laughs) Jeff gets her the same gift every year. (laughs) Singing lessons. Have they happened yet? And then he gets me like masterclass. He gets me gifts the way I get him gifts. Yeah. But what he doesn't get is that our values are different. And I try and explain, show me the money. (laughs) Just give me the money and let me buy what I want. Right.
1: Do you think it says anything if someone's bad at getting gifts?
2: Wrong ring, wrong guy. Oh,
1: just
0: I got saying. the right
2: wing. What does that
0: mean? It's, just, like it, it's just an expression. It's, it's in an Sex expression. in the City, like when Carrie gets proposed to by Aiden and hates the ring. And
2: they're like, wrong ring, wrong guy. Anyway, that's just kind of a general. Yeah, it says you're not paying attention, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it's a signal. Sometimes you can get gifts that make you feel like, do you even
0: know me? <laughs> you right. know, which can sometimes be a little hurtful depending on who it's coming from, I guess.
2: Yeah. And then there's some gifts that you're like, oh, wow. I wouldn't have thought of that. But I love that. Yeah. Like I remember when I had Shepard, my son, and someone got me sweatpants. And I was like, Vernie got me like sweatpants. And I was like, oh, that feels so good. And then you got me these like lavender slipper things. For my feet. Oh, like and lavender thing. Yeah, aromatherapy. Like calming yeah, like things. Like it was so, it wasn't just your classic let's send soup. They had a baby. It was like more of like what's going to make her feel mm. really good right now. You know
0: what, Veronique? after my baby, sent me a whole thing of cookies and it was the best thing I've ever received.
2: <laughs> Speaking of which,
0: um, what did we send you guys when Vincent was born? Donut friend. And we got gifts too. I went to, where did I go? Daughter? Yeah. We sent donuts, but we
2: also oh, yeah. sent. We also got gifts. Anyways. I love fresh flowers, though. I love yeah. fresh flowers.
1: If you get them from the right place. Yeah.
2: From the right place, they could be gorgeous. There's something yeah, really beautiful sure. about, you know, fresh flowers. Like, who
0: did my flowers brand? What? Fox? Oh, she does beautiful flowers.
2: Yeah, when you had those arrangements yeah. done, those were gorgeous. Yeah.
1: This is where I normally send I, flowers.
2: I think I would want to be a florist.
1: With Hazen, have you heard of this one?
2: No. No. It,
0: good? it
1: looks really pretty. I love good flowers.
0: I think I want to be. I think when I took the test in high school on what occupation you're going to be, my answer came back florist. I could see that. Yeah. We are good with that I love kind like of organizing, stuff. but mm-hmm. like charcuteries. Like if I could just do that for my job is just make charcuterie platters, do you know how happy my life would be?
2: Why don't people like carnations? Like, what is the whole thing? They're just not, they're just very, I don't know. They're just too accessible, maybe. But, but it's still a flower. And it's, <laughs> I, I feel bad. I feel like we should make You're a You're like, like, why stand. are you shitting on carnations? Yeah, why do people like, shit on carnations? Like giving someone
1: dandelions?
2: What's wrong with dandelions? Dandelions are pretty. Aren't they
1: weeds, though? Yes.
2: But, but that's what I'm saying.
1: I, it's probably just how plentiful they are. And...
2: It's because they're cheap.
1: Mm-hmm. And people are assigning value to it.
2: Yeah, and that's annoying because if you look at a carnation and you smell it and stuff, like it's a sweet little flower. I'm only going to get you carnations. Please do.
1: <laughs> It'd be so much cheaper. than. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I want to like make a movement to bring back the carnation and like not start starting the movement right here, right now, guys. Do you not get what I mean? I don't love carnations
0: just because I don't think they're the like my personal favorite of flower.
1: What are your favorites?
0: I love, I love lilies of the valley. Okay, Mm -hmm. they're like little white bells. They're very pretty. I used to love peonies. I, they're not my favorite anymore.
2: I love peonies, and they're pretty. Peonies, peonies. I love peonies. Mm -mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite flower?
1: I don't think I have a favorite one. Natalie likes um, dahlias. Dahlias are beautiful. Dahlias like our wedding flower.
0: Aww.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Jeff loves sunflowers. He always gets sunflowers. I know. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's a funny flower. To it love is a funny flower
0: to love for him.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> but it doesn't it nail it. For yes, him? it really does. I love um, daisies. I love daisies. Daisies. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I like the more the like more wild looking.
2: I love wildflowers. Yeah,
1: with I love like the foliage. And oh, it's so pretty. Cr- yeah,
0: I'm the same. Make it woodland. Make it.
2: Rustic, <laughs> I'm not, a fan. Not
1: just a bunch of rose stalks.
2: Yeah, no, I like. I a, do like roses? So I love white roses mm-hmm.
0: and yellow. You love yellow. Love yellow. Yellow's friendship rose. Mm-hmm. Red is love. Um, okay, we should probably wrap it up. We've been talking for a very long time. We've had a lovely conversation here in the broad box. <laughs> you guys aren't axing that, are we? Keeping that? I'm fine with it. Because, like, you know, it it has double meaning. Oh, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, we get it. We get it. Yeah, we're... No, I don't think you understand.
1: This is the introduction to it, though, right? Or did you caption something with it? I captioned
0: just what... But this is the end of actually saying it. But I feel like it's appropriate. The broad
2: box. Anything
1: vaginal, I think, works for this show.
2: Totally. Yeah. And it's broad. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I think she keeps looking at me like I don't get it. I get it. You don't get it. I get it. Box. <laughs>
0: oh. oh, thanks for coming in our broad box. Oh,
2: nailed I know, but I didn't even intend for it to be that. We call those strokes a genius. <laughs> strokes. A fright,
1: stroke. Freudian <laughs> slips.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, we're just gonna say bye now. Bye. Bye now.